episode 61 of The Bird Watchers. I'm your host, Ryan. In this episode, we are talking about the 2019 Overwatch World Cup predictions. And I know what you're thinking. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> um, you know, just kind of brief explanation, just kind of life work. Everything came down at once, got really busy um, during this gauntlet. I know I promised we we're going to do the contenders gauntlet and I had notes ready and everything. But unfortunately, it fell through um, and I wasn't able to get that to you all. So I apologize for that. But we're going to try to get back on track. We're going to try to get back into the the swing of things. Obviously, a lot has been happening um, in regards to Blizzard, in regards to Overwatch, in regards to all their games. BlizzCon is coming up. So there's there's plenty going on to kind of keep your attention. But today we're going to we're going to skip all that stuff. I'm not going to go back and hash. I think you've seen enough news um, I do want to say short congrats to Atlanta Academy, ATL Academy. Um, they stepped up, man. That, that that was a hell of a performance on Gauntlet, even though, you know, it was very weird to watch on in the U.S. on our time frame because the the huge distance there. But we made it work. Uh, there was a picture. I don't know if somebody posted it of us at the end of the night it was like six people with phones on a car with the trunk open, just playing the sound of the car uh, to catch a little bit there as, as they wrapped up, but hell of a performance. I think a lot of those players, you know, a lot of our players are going to get picked up and move into the league. You're already seeing a lot of trade information, but we're not going to get into that day. The only news we care about is worlds, which is coming up. So let's get straight into it. Right. Um, so worlds is a little bit different this year. Uh, it's all taking place in BlizzCon or at BlizzCon. Uh, so that's that's to be noted. And the rules have kind of changed on how they're handling it. it it's kind of complicated. Uh, I had to go through it a couple times to kind of get the the cliff notes of what exactly is going on, like which tournament is which, because they have this this shifting tournament style to make it all fit into this compact time frame, which I commend them for. Um, you'll probably see out there the list of teams that are confirmed to be going because a lot of teams did have trouble uh, getting funded to go to worlds this year, but this is a year that has the most teams participating in history. So that's a good a good metric of the growth of the world's environment. So let's talk about in case you don't know, let's talk about the structure. <coughs> so as simply as I can put it in a few words, our full few sentences. So the teams are seated based on the placement in last year's worlds. So however well you did last year is going to help you this year, which makes sense. Out of those teams, the top five countries automatically qualify for the top five spots in the or five spots in the group stage. We'll get we'll get there. Uh, And those teams are South Korea, Canada, China, France and United States. Okay, so those five are automatically in. They don't have to deal with the prelims. This is what they're calling it. This is the beginning of of BlizzCon. The remaining teams play in this single elimination bracket, which you're familiar with, that will result in five teams remaining. So however many teams there are that are at BlizzCon for these prelims that don't make the top five for the automatic qualification, they're in this group. So this group will play in the single elimination. The remaining 10 teams are then put into two round robin style groups. So group A and group B, nothing else outside of that, right? So those will have five teams in each group. The top teams from each group after this round robin play style, like the style used to that. After that, the top team from each group moves to the semifinals in placement for the next kind of tournament bracket. 
And then the second and third team from each group are placed in the quarterfinals bracket. So you're going to get a total of six teams. And then on the last day, there's a single elimination playoff again. That's your standard where the winner gets gold. Second place gets silver. Third place gets bronze. And the other ones just kind of get money, I think. So that's it. That's pretty much how it works. So it's essentially three playoff stylings in a row. Uh, bracket styles in a row. So you're going to get a single elimination, you're going to get a round robin, and then you're going to get another single elimination. And then we'll have our champions for this year. And I think everybody kind of already knows <laughs> who that's going to be in some, you know, in some cynical way. Everybody's like South Korea, South Korea. So what we're going to do today is I have a list here, and we're going to focus on the players. I have a list of the top eight, I think, for out of all the teams that are going, these teams are confirmed, uh, how I think is going to how it's gonna how it's gonna settle out, right? As far as who's where. Obviously, there's only like I mentioned six players or six teams in that final elimination, so it's not like an eight eight man bracket. But I'm just gonna go eight to one, and we're gonna start with eight. So eight Australia. <laughs> so I say Australia because out of everyone who's in my list, Australia kind of showed up last year, right? They came out, they surprised people, they performed a lot better than people thought they would, especially with the, you know, Australia is filled with a lot of contenders talent. And in the contender scene, both Australia and South America have known to be kind of those isolated groups that I've talked about in the past. And that affects how people see them in contention. Uh, but they did surprise people in worlds in their performance and they upset a lot of teams. So I think they show up here in this eighth spot. Uh, your your players here are Trill from Dallas Fuel this year. Didn't play much, but got some time. We have Punk. You're familiar with him from Uprising Academy. We have I Eat Up. Um, I'm not too familiar with him. He did play for Team CC in Shanghai Academy, but is native to Australia. And then CKM, that's a name you're familiar with. And Unter, both DPS, from uh, one from Drop Bears, the other from Order, who co- currently hold... Uh, that title in contenders, and then Tongue from Warriors Esport, who also I'm not too familiar with. So I'm assuming Australia comes out, shows you know shows people what's up. They're still here to be talked about, or maybe they don't. We could have a surprise again from another country because there's a lot of countries showing up this year, which could be exciting. You, you don't know where the talent's coming from or who might shine and you know get picked up uh, because in the early remember in the inaugural season, a lot of players got found in that world's environment. Sinatra is a great example of that, right? So next seven, I have France. So France, you know, they usually play well when, I'm I'm just joking. Usually they play good. And then when they're expected to kind of win out, they let us down. Uh, But they have players here that, you know, could show out, could have, they they could have definitely have a run if they get it together. Um, But not too much confidence. I do think they have more of a chance than Australia. That's why I put them one higher. But we have Chubbs from Samsung Morningstars. Uh, tank there. And then Leaf is the other tank here. Um, he's the off tank. He's really known to be more flexible in any spot. Think of like a hydration, right? He fits in that. He played for Team Giganti. Uh, Samsung Morningstars, we know they kind of had issues. They had a shuffling of team uh, players there. Followed by Hardest. Um, I never did figure out how to spell say his name. I'm assuming that's what it is. I've heard it said a billion different ways. Formerly of Samsung Morning Stars, recent, recently of Revival, who's a newer organization um, that's kind of up and coming and grabbing a lot of good good talent and new talent mixed. 
so hardest is going to be your DPS there. Your other DPS is going to be soon, of course, you know, the Paris Golden Boy. Uh, definitely a he's the tracer of Paris, if you if you must. And then uh, hype, HYP of Paris Internal, and then FD God of Young and Beautiful on support with HYP there. Uh, so something to be mentioned, the teams that I'm kind of looking at or kind of associating these people with are in recent memory. So for instance, if, if somebody just got, we're going through a bunch of trades right now and anything can happen. So if it's not the most current information, I apologize, but I'm going off of like where they had time spent. And if you look at that player, where you know them from kind of thing, right? Number six, China. So China obviously had a hella amount of talent in Overwatch League this year, uh, a country that's known to produce players that play outside the box, kind of do things outside the box. Uh, Chengdu Hunters had a bunch of that talent from there, and they showed off in the earlier stages of the league this year. So China, we have Guizhui, needs no introduction, one of the greatest tanks out there so far, uh, played for Hangzhou Spark leave up to team china the past two years and also miraculous youngsters youngsters before that um remember leave is only 17 which is most likely why he's not in the league yet um always performing at you know as needed uh for the china team we have elsa of chengdu hunters we have eileen of guangzhou's charge elsa off tank showed out Eileen DPS showed out Jinmu. We all saw Jinmu do his thing during that first half of the Overwatch League. Remember, Chengdu Hunters did go to the playoffs. And then we have Kyo from Chengdu Hunters and Evatol. So basically, Chengdu Hunters, right? <laughs> um, Evatol, great main healer. Uh, coaches are constantly baffled by how his gameplay and his, his approach to the main heal position and how he plays Mercy. So China, I, I think they're going to perform. I, they have enough talent. They have enough experience. This isn't their first rodeo, and I think that will show. At number five, I have United Kingdom because I'm kind of biased for the boys. Uh, Smacks of Montreal Rebellion. Smacks has made his rounds on plenty of teams. Great off tank, great diva play. We'll see how it fits into this new meta uh, since diva is not played. Fusions, one of my favorite, you know, Reinhardt players because he plays played Reinhardt or it does play Reinhardt similar to how I play him, very defensive. It was very different from a lot of the other Reinhardts you see out there that take either a more aggressive style of play. And you have uh, KSP from XL2 Academy. You have Kib from Guangzhou Charge. And I said Kib from Guangzhou Charge, Charge because that Philadelphia Fusion trade was never never felt real to me. Um, it felt like a way just to get Fraggy out of there. Um, then we had Funny Astro of the hometown fame of both Atlanta Rain and Atlanta Academy. Did a dual um, contract there. Uh, I We should see big things from him. He I'm, He's most likely going to end up in Overwatch League next year. I don't see him. We loved having him on the Academy team. We loved having him in that backup spot, but we have Masa already. So it's kind of weird to have two high caliber Lucios <laughs> on the same team. It only makes sense. So, yeah, he's definitely going to get scooped. We have Cruz of Paris Eternal, and then Boombox of Philadelphia Fusion. Uh, these are all names you're familiar with, so I think UK kind of steps up. And you can probably see a trend here as we go higher up the where I think they're going to place as far as who has the experience, who's been here before. This you know isn't their first rodeo per se, and they are had some league presence, so they have that high-level high level, uh, experience, which is good to have in Worlds. Um, although we want to see some cool talent come out. Number four. 
United States. <laughs> so there's a little bit of it. My biggest thing, and I'm not, we're not talking about coaches, we're talking about players, but I think leadership is where they fall short. I've made my point many a time. Um, I've read many other counterpoints on it. I just don't, I think they have the talent. They've always had the talent. That's never been the case. I think it's the leadership and we'll see if I get proved wrong or if Dogman gets proved right, <laughs> right? Um, United States, you have Super of San Francisco Shock. You have Space of Los Angeles Valiant. These guys need no introduction. You have Corey of Washington Justice. Pretty much blew up. People knew he was good, but then we found out he's great <laughs> based on that Overwatch League performance this year towards the end of the season. KSF Los Angeles of Los Angeles Valiant. You have Sinatra of San Francisco Shock. Moth of San Francisco Shock. There's a theme here. Your champions. They had some good players. Uh, and I think the majority of their team makes an appearance here on one, like for any of their associated countries. And then you have Rockus of Houston Outlaws. I'm done with my opinion on Rockus. Listen, it's, it, he's middle of the pack. He's a middle of the pack player. I think somebody made a good point. Uh, Wolf made a good point the other day where he said, you know, He's not the greatest. He's not, you know, the best, but he is still good. He is still of Overwatch League caliber. And I can see that. I don't think I ever thought, and maybe, I, you know, this could be me putting my foot in my mouth, that he belonged in contenders or anything like that. I just thought that he needed a backup or someone to challenge his position. That's always kind of been my thing to help him, to push him back up to that status that he used to be now that the competition is getting higher and better and better. He's a middle of the pack, you know, flex support. So his honor is obviously better than the Zenyatta. And I, I think we can leave it at that. Um, I think being a a focus of fandom, like he has a lot of fans uh, as far as kind of being one of the faces of that team, it puts him in the spotlight. So when you're in the spotlight and you're not the best player, it affects people's views on, hey, do you even belong there? What, there's so much more to Overwatch than just your play in Overwatch. We, we've talked about that. But yeah, so that rounds out United States. I think they get fourth. And I just, I did that for the narrative because I think they have to get fourth to have some shifts. Um, I think this is the last year they're going to deal with anything outside of medals. So I kind of want them to get fourth for their own good. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. Moving on, Finland. Finland has always been a team I place highly, regardless of their performance in previous worlds or previous years, just because the sheer amount of talent that comes out of that place. Um, we have Cloudy from Paris Eternal, Zappis from Team Giganti, Davin from Team Giganti, two names, Zappis, hella, hella experience. Um, Davin, he'll make his appearance soon. Everybody's been clamoring for it on Reddit. Get him into the league. RCK had a great beginning of the season for uh, now played for Boston Uprising, had a great beginning of the season, got traded, had a decent end of the season. Then we have Masa for Atlanta Rain representing the boys again. We talk about, I say, my rookie of the year. Masa was my rookie of the year. <laughs> that guy came, he, like, he was consistent. He's somebody you can rely on, and he's somebody we're going to rely on next year when the boys come home. And then Shaz, we always talk about, you know, Shaz, uh, amazing, flexible, uh, performs at a high level, consistent, quiet. <laughs> very quiet, but does his thing. So Finland, I always put to, you know, shock everybody and do what they got to do. Cause based on the amount of people they have and how much talent is coming out there, that's second to South Korea, in my opinion. But number two has to be the boys. Obviously I live in Atlanta. I love Atlanta teams, but I am Canadian. So originally born in Canada, Kitchener, Ontario, 
stand up. Um, Canada number two. Yeah, it's not number one. I'm not crazy, right? <laughs> I'm not being ridiculous. I'm being honest. We've gotten second place before. I think we do it again. I don't think we get first yet because we still have that same team, right? We same team, same leadership. And I think we just maintain uh, in this meta. Uh, we have XQC of Gladiators Legion, although it's just for visa purposes. That's been made very clear. He hasn't been playing. He's still just streaming, making tons of money because he's one of the most popular streamers on Twitch. And then we have Note of Dallas Fuel. Note, consistent, clean. Always love his gameplay agilities. The Wonderkin of Los Angeles Valiant kind of didn't really have any space to shine this year. I do still think he has that high ceiling everybody used to talk about as far as skill. He's still growing, still young. Sure, for veteran, legend, the man can do anything you need him to do. Los Angeles Gladiator representative. Um, he's going he's gonna to do work. He always does work. Uh, and they're all going to have a good time. I, I like Canada because we always have a good time, right? Mangachu, experienced veteran, finally got a shot into Overwatch League of Toronto Defiant. Did really solid. Uh, people love him there. I think he sticks. I think he stays in the league. Bonnie of Houston Outlaws. Bonnie is always that question to me like, wait, Bonnie's Canadian? I always forget. <laughs> Bonnie's Luzio, solid, right? Um, looking forward to what he does. I mean, he's 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 a good player. He's one of those cases, I, I kind of similarly put him in that same bucket with Rock is, except he doesn't have the light shined on him, right? So it kind of doesn't have as much pressure on his shoulders, but does what he needs to do. And then Crimzo of Team Envy. Team Envy, you know, gave us the battle for our money in the Academy or in Contenders against Atlanta Academy and then showed out uh, in the higher tournaments as well. And Crimzo has always been a household name. So now let's just go talk about the team that's going to win. <laughs> the, team, the team is going to take it again and again and again. But I think, you know, the competition is getting closer. We're getting closer. So we have South Korea. Uh, no surprise here. South Korea, you're starting with Mono of New York Excelsiors, Choi Hobin of San Francisco Shock, representing for the, the championship team of 2019. Carpe of Philadelphia Fusion. Uh, Choi Hobin winning player uh, MVP of the finals. Carpe, not the Carpe we expected. There has been a lot of talk about, you know, locker room issues uh, as far as his kind of place and his view on players he plays with and how he may have a lot of pull on who's on that team. Who knows? I think in this environment, though, he just kind of lets loose and plays. Carpe is a very serious player who takes like his performance and the performance around him very seriously. So we'll see how this affects because he has a few newer guys on this team for this year's roster. Architect, uh, sniper, aficionado. Uh, everybody knows him of San Francisco shot. Had a pretty good showing. Hawksaw of Vancouver Titans. Hawksaw was an absolute monster the whole year. No matter what you put him on, he was the guy that people were talking about a lot. IDK of Hungzhou Spark. Did what he had to do. Spark kind of were up and down. Uh, they they had a very interesting flow of games. IDK, I would say, never really stood out to me in games. Granted, I only watched a few Spark games like in depth for reviews and stuff like that. So who knows? I think it's solid, especially alongside Bedosin who's known uh, for Zenyatta play, so on and so forth, of London Spitfire. And there you have it. That's what you have for this year's world. So that's eight teams, right? That's eight teams listed, and we have more than that and more talent than that. And that's that's what's going to make this exciting, and that's what I'm excited about. Um, I think this is going to be a good one, as long as you know nothing else gets in the way of – and it's more compact, right? So I think along, like getting up to this point, all the worlds, like Overwatch is growing – 
So naturally, it's the world is going to grow with it, and they're trying different things to figure out what fits, right? Even next year for the Overwatch League, they're trying something different to see what fits. And I think this tight, compact focus of, hey, all these teams, all these countries are brawling in this small time frame. Tune in for your country and support it. I think that's better than spreading it out across like a full like contender season or something like that. I think this might be a smart way to do it, and I hope it pays off for everybody involved um, and for the fans, right? So that's it. We'll come back with some matches. Hopefully, uh, it, it works out. I'm gonna grab, pick, pick some, pick and choose some ones I wanna, I wanna highlight, and then we'll talk about those. But as always, you can reach me at Gmail at the Birdwatchers Podcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at podcastdbw. I'm very active there. On Reddit, well, I'll be active again. <laughs> on Reddit, I'm still active there. The Birdwatchers Podcast on YouTube, the Birdwatchers. If you wanna catch the podcast there instead of listening on standard platforms. And then on Facebook and Instagram as well, not very active on those. So um, at Birdwatchers, the Birdwatchers and the Birdwatchers podcast. Uh, as always, you know, if you like what you hear, like, subscribe, follow on whatever platform you're listening on, leave a little review. It helps other people, newer people. You know, the goal for this podcast is always to inform your your newer to mid-level players of what's going on and, you know, how the league is kind of evolving and growing. So share it with those people. Share it verbally. Um link, whatever. Uh, I always appreciate it. And as always, thanks for sticking with me, guys. I I know once again, the hiatus was long uh, (laughs) and I appreciate you guys sticking around and listening. And we're going to try to get back on track, um, especially with these, you know, things coming on and things possibly being announced. We didn't get into that, but we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. Right. That that should be exciting. Uh, And if you like the beginning track, my buddy Rose Gold, Kind of provided that. Let me use that and share it with you guys. And he makes great stuff. So check him out. He's out at SoundCloud uh, at Rose Gold. That's R-O-Z-E Gold. Uh, on Twitter at Rose Gold. Instagram at Rose Gold. B. Uh, check it out. Anyways, thank you. I'll catch you guys in a bit. Thank you.